Blog Talk Radio. There was a time I was so afraid, so scared to do what I wanted. In looking back, I can see all the mistakes that I made, and I wish that I could talk to me and tell me I can change. Don't be afraid. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio, Safe Recovery. This is Monica Richardson, and I am your host. Today is August 29th, 2017. Oh, my God, the summer is almost over. I can't believe it's August 29th. Today, I am very, very happy to finally have on Cheryl Goldberg, who I've known through other people. It's kind of, well, I mean, Cheryl started her addiction show five years ago. Right, I think you've been doing it for five years. Let me tell you a little bit about her. Shira Goldberg is a harm reduction advocate, coach, consultant, mother, and person in recovery. She educates others about the systemic incongruence that many face within the criminal injustice system. I like that there, hmm, injustice system. She has been both personally and professionally impacted and knew that she had to do something about it. Shira has begun to help shift the conversation and focus to and has been addressing how social injustice impacts us all. Her passion has been fueled by her experiences throughout her life and her respect of tikkun olam. I don't know what that is, but I'm sure you'll tell me. Our individual responsibility to help heal and repair the world. Shira has been an activist in various capacities since she was a teenager. As a person and a mom in recovery, she has appreciated the need for action and has never felt more complete. Involved in harm reduction since 2011, she saw the immense value of options and has become one of the most vocal in the areas of stigma, shame, and resources. Shira remains a staunch advocate because she identifies as a mother how the lack of representation harms the community as a whole. Very true. Treatment must include alternatives that resonate and that reflect the population being served as a result of her awareness in what was offered. She began showcasing the resources that she found along the way. Wanting to share them, she created the Addiction Show. Cheryl went back to school to get her master's in counseling at the University of San Francisco with an emphasis in marriage and family therapy and professional clinical counseling. She won USF's Social Advocacy Award for her efforts in promoting the diversity and need of the recovery community through a systemic overhaul. While working on her master's, she completed two additional degrees, alcohol and other drugs in AODS and advocacy. She works to bring awareness, shame, and stigma that surround drug addiction keeps us stuck, and she is convinced that they are as lethal as drugs themselves. She, 
that's interesting statement there. She also works tirelessly to change policy by being an active and catalyst for laws that represent the population, not the politician. We cannot separate ourselves from the realities of how we became the number one country with initiatives that impose the harshest restrictions. Uh, she says, we have more people in prison than any other country in the world. How can I sleep at night without trying to shift the conversation? Racial disparities are rampant in the criminal injustice system, and I've seen firsthand how these uh, destroy people in their lives and the breakdown of the American family. Um, you can find more about her at shiragoldberg.com or facingaddiction.org. Also, you can check her out at The Addiction Show, entering its fifth season. Alrighty, so I'm going to go over to my little studio platform and bring her on. Good afternoon, Chira. Welcome to the show. Hi, Monica. I'm so happy to be on your show finally. I know. I'm happy to have you on. How did how did this happen for years? I mean, the two of us had these shows. Anyway, it's okay. You've been doing your work, and I'm doing mine, and. I'm so happy to have you on. Really, welcome. welcome. I'm so happy to even talk to you. You've done, you've really paved the way for uh, for so many to really start questioning what's going on. So I applaud your mm-hmm. efforts as well. Oh, thank you, thank you. So uh, let's start with. I mean, I know you've you've probably started somewhere and then you know had your own arc of your story, right? With even the work you've done, right? Um, how did you, I think it's so great, though. I want to say fantastic for getting your, um, getting your, sorry, that was a, my phone going off there, um, your degree, you went back and, and got a degree, right? Yeah, I did. I've, I've, I've always been under the impression that if you knew what you were doing, that was good enough, but apparently not. You, you need a piece of paper and to be in debt for quite a few years. So I was like, okay, I'll do that. Did you do that in the last five years? Yes, I did. That's why you haven't wow. seen me consistently. No, I did. I did. I wow, went back wow. to school. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I learned so much more. I just, every every day I was like, how could I live my whole life without knowing this? But I think really? I a lot more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I learned a lot more through people, well, to listen to people like you and Dr. Carl Hart, see how the landscape is changing, um, being quiet, questioning authority, um, and it was kind of, it was pretty much a validation of my entire experience, just being who I am anyway, um, mm-hmm. but unfortunately, we have these parameters around us, you know. We're always in some kind of uh, cage, you know. Like, I don't have a piece of paper, so I'll I'll get one of those. And, oh, I don't have that piece of paper, so I need to get that one. And, and I think it really is such a systemic representation of just how we are uh, limited based, not on what we can achieve, but, mm-hmm. you know, who – what powers are uh, conditioning us to just uh, be busy? So I felt more like a hamster in a cage than um, <laughs> anything else. So I got all my pieces of paper as far as I know, but I'm sure I need more. Wow, really. Did you go from, like, one point of view to another? Like, you're in harm reduction now, right? But it also says you know, you're in recovery. 
I mean, I don't use that term anymore, but you still are. So, I mean, we don't really have to go into oh, your background know. if you don't want. Yeah. So, how do? You, how, no, what was your that, point of view? Say, like, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Well, I was just yeah. You know what? I'm I'm glad you brought that up because that that term recovery. I mean, what what does that mean? It's such a it's such a specific, it means to take back. Um, it means to take back. Yeah, you, you took it back and you're fine. Yeah, you take it back, right? Exactly. Recovered, I but I think mm-hmm. it's been hijacked and misconstrued yeah. and misinterpreted, and all of a sudden it's something that it's that it's not intended to be. Um, And I am very interested in logistics and language and it didn't make sense. So I'm glad to say recovery does not mean, it does not equate to 100% abstinence, although it's uh, open for it, you know. So Mm -hmm. it's just the whole climate of where did we, where did we go and how did we get here and is it working? You know, so it's not working. So why are we afraid to challenge it? Why are we afraid to have a voice? So that's when I got interested because it didn't make sense. And if it doesn't make sense to me, I'm going to keep looking into it and, 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 uh, until it makes sense. And, and what I'm doing now, it makes sense for me. Yeah, so tell us what you are doing now. What I am doing now is I am involved with uh, other organizations, which is really, um, it's actually very cool, Um, and I just got a column for a uh, magazine to talk about this conversation. Uh, Really? That's great. Mm -hmm. I have never been a fluid member of, you know, wherever it's going. I have been the one that has a question that holds the whole back, like at the field trip, you know, like, wait, what about this? And I have been invited to be a columnist in a magazine um, created by someone in recovery who has mm-hmm. a Christian influence. And I am a Jew with, uh, you know, biracial kids, and to me anyway. But, um, you know, we have... Um, issues, but it's not based on our own um, experience, you know, it's been fueled by misnomers and, and atrocities and, and things that just have carried on for so many decades. It, it really is a, an incredible experience to see how that affects us now, um, you know, ignorance and intolerance and, you know, that's what, that's what policy is all about. So yeah, I'm not, I'm I'm very popular with some, not too popular with others. <laughs> yeah, so I see. I'm looking at your site. For those who are tuning in out there, I'm talking to Shira Goldberg, and she has uh, three websites, I think, right? Theaddictionshow.com. The, the awesome. Can we talk about this? Because I kind of it's actually a really nice website. Uh, I really really yeah. like your site. Yeah, and this picture of you is that you with the, the cowgirl hat on, and you're you're outside. It looks like there's some filming going on. Were you at some sort of a, an event? In this picture? Yeah, I'm at, I have to actually look at I'm revamping the websites. Um, we're going in the WordPress direction. So I'm a little uh, lost with um, how to do that. I used to be a little oh. better with HTML, but yeah. Um, oh, so I'm not, I'm not okay. sure which website you're looking at. I'm at the, well, I just wondered I if, you, if you were involved in like some sort of 
uh, you know, was it a health fair or, you know, something? You're outside, there's a bridge. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's how how apropos by a bridge. Um, <laughs> that was... <laughs> <laughs> that was so fantastic. I was like, I want to be right here because um, I've yeah. been on both sides of the. Um, that was the Napa Recovery Rally. Did you hear Napa Recovery Rally 2013? Yeah. And I was asked to be the keynote speaker, but they wow. but they did not present it that way to me. Otherwise, I would have done it. Well, what happened? Well, who the hell am I, number one? You know, and and (laughs) I wasn't wasn't even from Napa. (laughs) I know. I was like, what what does that mean? They said one of the speakers. And I was like, yeah, okay, all right, I guess I could do that. And then all of a sudden I see the flyer and I'm the keynote speaker. I'm like, "Ah, ah." I don't know if I could do this. So, but I, I, um, I jumped in and I said, yeah, I did it. And I was awful. Oh, why? Is what do you so say? That? How long? Did, how long did you talk for? I just talked for a few minutes, but the uh, the AV system was not uh, my friend. Let's just put it that way. So okay, we, we don't want to like talk about I something. Was... That, we don't want to talk about something you feel that bad about. Let's talk about what you no, did. No, you're no. a sober coach. But... No. <laughs> I don't yeah, want to do yeah. that to you. I mean, but... I just it looks fun. I was like, no, she's like, no, you know, you're fine. able. It's just terrible. You're able to blend in the way I couldn't do. Like, I'm not going to be able to, you know, although I did speak. You are not a blender. No. Mm -mm. Mm. (laughs) You are not Mm. a blender. (laughs) But at this point, (laughs) well, you're going to be on my show next. Um, Good. So we're definitely going to chit-chat about, yeah, blending versus not. Um, I think that's going to be the topic. But, no, you have been one of those, and I told you this before, but I have to tell your audience that you were one of the most important people when I first started out. I was looking for resources, and I saw you, and even in those early days, you had a voice, you had a direction, and I was like, I like had to conjure my Monica, and you know, the AV system was like, not my friend. Um, I ended up hollering like a drill sergeant. I felt like I was in the Marines. And I was like, oh, my God. And you know what? No matter what, how tragic that example was, it got across what I intended. And I yeah. wouldn't have, I don't think I would have been able to do that if you weren't around. So I thank oh, you very much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, what was the message that you were able to do, <laughs> even though you had that sort of challenge there? What did you, were we able to well, the communicate? Message, the message is we all have a voice, even if we don't think we do. Mm-hmm. Even if it doesn't go as we plan, even if it doesn't, you know, we have to feel that we have a reason to, to uh, we, have, we all have our plight. We all have a message. And just some of us, are more persistent enough, we're, you know, we have more advantage, we have more affluence, we have more clout, but we all are equally uh, able to express things just to, you know, really reinforce, this is America, we, you know, we have not only a, the right, but the obligation to ourselves, because there are certain uh, powers that be 
uh-huh, that are not at all willing to really listen to us. So we have to fight for ourselves. And yeah, sometimes it's not pretty. And that was that was the example. You know, the very but, first time I got I started talking. So it's important for people like you, or for me, for you know anyone sitting sitting at home or, or commuting on the on their way to work, to say you know it's okay, but we have to have our own voice, and we have to be able to uh, identify and formulate what that looks like to to us. And yeah, I have so much more information than I used to. Um, but it doesn't discount any of my experiences in the past because, you know, I can only understand things based on the uh, information that I'm privy to. And I still believe in all of the things I've always believed in is that, you know, not only are we in need of um, equity, we are in need of uh, a position and a platform. So there's so many more questions that I have now than answers. And and I love that because it keeps me it keeps me learning, it keeps me going. You know where they have I was watching the news and I was in London and one of the people that lives there took me to Oh my god. This park I'm this so park where you can get that. up on that box, right? And we should have a place like that, uh-huh. I think, you know, we would have a lot less fighting. Like if people could get up oh. and express an idea and, you know, yeah. and do that, it would, would really, like, people would be able to vent. They would have to shut up and let the person up there do their thing, right, without it have to be about them. They would actually go and express it. <laughs> and, you know, one of the things I learned from my lawyer making the film that was really, I mean, he taught me so many things, the lawyer that cleared my film. He said to me, not only, we talked about the First Amendment rights a lot with, uh, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. the problems with court ordering and all this other stuff, but then he said something uh-huh. to me that I never knew. He said, we have the right in America to express an idea. So it isn't yeah. just that I have the right. So everybody would give, like, say if they gave you crap for what you say on the, or what I say in my movie, guess what? In America, we not only have the right to free speech, but I can express an idea, an idea that the system that's in place doesn't work, and I want it changed, and I want it out of the court system. That's just for one line, Right. But it was very powerful. That's why people write novels and people make narrative films or people can speak, like just what you said about your voice, that we have the right in America to express an idea too. We don't have to be reporting fucking news. You know what I mean? We can, <laughs> and that was why I was like, oh. Can you we say explain? that on your show? We can say the F word. Oh, it's my favorite of all time. Yeah, my favorite new word is horseshit when I talk about AA. But anyway, you can say it, this is like HBO. We can it's cable news. It's not it's broad oh, I podcast. Love it. Oh, I love it. I'll okay. try not to swear it's- anymore. That was my F word for the forty-five minutes today. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I think that it's great. Like sober coaching. So let's talk about your coaching. We want to talk about that until okay. the listeners like what you sure. offer and. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well. You know, it's the the very first thing that really resonated with me when I was like, what is this over coaching? How do you do that? And, you know, um, I have been called up until like two days ago. I get, I get, um, I call it fan mail no matter what it is because you're a fan of somebody, um, even Mm -hmm. if it's not me. So, 
yeah, you're like a, a glorified sponsor and all that stuff. And right. uh, it was actually someone who was fired from a treatment center who does the 12 steps calling me a glorified sponsor. And I said mm-hmm. very politely, um, no, uh, I don't think that's my capacity, but don't you do that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I didn't get any, any more feedback. So you can only work within the realm of information that I have. And no, I do not do that. Um, I feel that if if the uh, sponsor-sponsee relationship is what you're looking for, feel free, check it out. But, you know, what I have found is uh, there was a niche for people that were like me. Um, I, mm-hmm. I couldn't dig it. I didn't dig it. Right. It didn't make, you know, I felt like, and this is all personal opinion, um, but I felt like, no, thank you. I can think for myself. I got mm-hmm. some uh, sponsor that was very controlling and very, if you want what I want. And, and you know, I can, I'm an army brat, so I kind of understand that mentality. But yeah. I'm also, uh, you know, I was raised academics or, you know, learning, thinking, um, having questions, raising questions. Like I was, I was, uh, in the mindset that they were there to help me, not control me. Because I, yeah. I didn't yes. Very good point. Really you know good I mean? point. Yes. 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 Oh my God. Like the, the okay. stories we hear now in the deep programming group about these control, my sponsors were like, they like were like older mothers, you know, just giving me their wisdom. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you talk about serious hands-off and respect, like this other stuff that's going on. It's really disgusting, really, really disgusting. And I think they should be shamed. I would like to go to some of these meetings where I see these stories about these women, and I'd like to just go and, like, give them, like, you know, I don't know, a couple of, you know, pieces of my mind. But anyway, yeah, so did you have that experience? I don't know what they need. I don't know what they need, but I I know they need a hug. They need some support themselves because – when you are so invested or overly invested in someone else, no, I don't want that. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I'm good. Um, you know, you need to kind of take a, take a check, you know, take a reality check. Hey, why am I so overly invested in this person? And it was really funny. I have to say this, and I know you would love this. I, I, call, I call these moments nuggets. When yeah. I learned that um, in the early days, you are supposed to humble yourself and you know, approach someone that you respect, you heard them talking, and say, will you be my sponsor? And mm-hmm. it reminded me of that, that children's book, you know, Are You My Mother? So it's like, it's a tractor. <laughs> Are you my mother? And it's a lamppost. Are you my mother? And I was like, what? And I was like, oh, please, you know, that is not going to work for me. I can think for myself. That's not why I'm here. Mm-hmm. My problem is my life yeah, it has become unmanageable, and this was the option told to me repeatedly, like as the only option, which uh, mm-hmm. which right away was like a red flag. I'm like, that doesn't make sense either. So um, when this lady, uh, two people came up to me and said, um, I'll be your sponsor, and I said, this is after like, you know, many tries of AA, and I said, is there like a re, uh, recovery like manual or something? Because I don't think this is how it's supposed to go. <laughs> I literally thought we were all doing it wrong. I love that. 
Like, where's your training? Like, show me your like, yeah. show me your papers, man. I want to see your fucking papers. <laughs> I was like, that doesn't make any sense. I'm like, wasn't I supposed to approach you? You know, like, I'm just trying to get information and make a like a you know, uh, a, an argument that works for me, and that didn't work. Coming up to me and like hijacking my, you know, my thing, and then they're like, it's only you know, even. That sponsor said, there's only 5% chance. That was her convincing argument to me. I was like, you're not working for AA, are you? Because you are. You're going to be fired. Oh, my God. How long ago was that? This was 2011. Oh, wow. So that's when you left? Did you leave then and then create your show? Yeah, well, I mean, I I never was in AA. I just once in a while, like you know, I I would move. Yeah. I had a lot of issues in Atlanta. I came back to California, and this is what I was uh, embraced with. Uh, no thanks. So I said, you know what? God, you lucky girl. Is... You lucky girl. You didn't get <laughs> captured by them. Oh God. <laughs> well, they tried. They tried. Yeah. It, it was like almost like a kidnapping averted, you know. And I just, mm-hmm. yeah, I was uh, not very popular all of a sudden. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Is this a cult? Like, I really, I, I was like so yeah. new. I didn't know. I wasn't I wasn't focused in all of this AA stuff. So it was just my own, like, naive observations and what would work for me, what wouldn't work for me. And some lady, you know, who her life was, as fucked up as I can, I can imagine. I like, I felt sorry for her, and yeah. she was telling me what to do. I was like, oh god, I think we uh, the focus should lie elsewhere. So yeah, needless to say, it wasn't the right fit. Right, right. But it, if it works for five percent of the world or the population or whatever, you know, yeah, go for it. But it didn't work for me because I feel like I can think for myself. Thank you very much. Right, right. And do you find yourself like a, the? I want to talk a little bit about where people find you. Uh, the, the the Facebook has really grown. Like remember the old days? Well, the blogs were huge. It was just orange papers and thinking, thinking. And I think there was like a an ex stepper group, you know, in Who Yahoo. Who is that group. guy, by the way? Which guy? Who is that person? guy. Oh, well, his yeah. name is Terry. Terry created them. Terry is a real person who lives up in Oregon. And he, I, I don't believe he's running it anymore, but it is, it was saved. It was hacked and it's, it was saved and then put up, back up a mirror of the site. There is no, um, there's no way to uh, chat anymore. So, which is a good thing. That became a real mosh pit. So uh, it's up there and thinking, thinking is up there. Although Ilsa doesn't really, she doesn't post anymore. It's just sort of up there and people can, you know, talk. But I think that there's a need for your services, and I'm kind of getting to this. So I have actually a lot of groups, and people come in. Some people are leaving. Some people actually are still struggling with alcohol and drug issues. And um, But a lot of them, you know, it, there's therapists, right? They have a certain range of money, you know, like their cost. I think mm-hmm. um, Ashley Phillips is a sober coach. She's a smart recovery um, that's what she specializes yeah. in. She was on and show. You... Love her. I love her. Yeah, I love her too. We have to have her on again. We had a, um, she was supposed to be on, and then we had to reschedule. But um, if you, I mean, I could post about you. 
uh, in you know my deep programming group because sometimes in, in harm reduction you'll see people really struggling in there. Uh, Ham's harm reduction mm-hmm. on Facebook groups where they're looking. I always recommend uh-huh. Rachel Bernstein mm-hmm. for for cult deprogramming when people are you know because I've actually <laughs> gone to her. Kevin and I went to her. We went to one of her groups. Really? And people that, okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I wanted to see what she did. You know, I really don't want to re- you know kind of refer people unless I know what they do. And that's why I went to all the, you know, other alternatives to meetings when I was making the film because actually the young girl who I was working with was like, you know, you really need to go to these meetings before you refer people to them, Monica. You know, like I was talking about all these meetings. And, you know, even, um, like I refer smart all the time, but then people in the UK said they've barely been infiltrated by AA members. And so the the meetings can be really weird. And I was like, oh, my Lord, what do you do about that? Uh, but, so, but back to you and your, what you what you offer. So um, you've got more training, uh, and what would you say your approach is when you help somebody? My approach is to that motivational interviewing really spoke to me because that's mm-hmm. how I am. Um, yeah. I was raised to to think for myself. So mm-hmm. um, if I had a an opinion, you know, my mom or a rabbi, somebody would would challenge it and say, well, why do you think that? And I was trained at an early level to formulate not only my opinion, but to be able to back it up. So the transition from, you know, being out of, uh, out of a line or out of control to uh, how to get back to, you know, uh, congruence was not such a leap. It's just like, you know what? Yeah, my life was uh, out of control, but because it was out of control and I didn't mm-hmm. have the uh, tools, I didn't, I wasn't able to manage it. I was overwhelmed. I was, you know, it, it was uh, an experience, you know, um, it was a divorce. So, I, you know, I was mm-hmm. freaking out and right. no one could help me. And I, I just couldn't believe it. I just felt like a little, I felt like a little orphan left at the, like the airport. I'm like, are you kidding me? The only offering that you can provide, and if I don't uh, work within these parameters, I'm like, that's the definition of a cult. And I don't use that mm-hmm. word loosely, you know. And I said, right, mm, right, right. I want you to work within my system, which is, hey, guess what? I don't know what to do. I don't know how to handle this. Can you help me? Instead of saying, mm-hmm. uh, well. number one, blame me because – I can't handle it. You know, it's like it's like blaming the victim kind of thing. And I just wanted resources. I wanted help. I wanted support. I wanted someone to say, yeah, this is fucked up. And you know what? It happens to a lot of other people, and they get through it. And let's see what you need individually to get through it, too. That's what I was looking for. Instead yeah, yeah, I like motivational interviewing. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's so a great that, technique. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's not just a great technique, it's what works. And so, um, mm-hmm. in my background, you know, my undergrad was in psychology, and uh, so, you know, it clicked with me. And even my uh, first therapist, who I love him so much, he was the one to really click. And he taught me about um, biofeedback, and I learned about it. But, you know, it's like it's different learning versus, you know, really doing it. And I I said, how does that work? 
And he said, oh, don't worry about it. You don't need to know. And I felt like, um, you don't know me. Yes, I do need to know because my mm-hmm. my other, uh, I was in that pre-med program. So very, like, analytical. And if it clicks, it clicks. So once he realized right, right. that, he's like, okay. And he, you know what? He redid his little spiel. And I got it. And I ran with it. And it made sense. And I felt validated. And I was like, okay, okay. You know, it's not just me. It's not my fault. Right, right. I just want to tell people who I'm speaking to, a little break here. We're halfway through. Well, we're 30 minutes into the show. I'm talking to Shira Goldberg from The Addiction Show. And uh, Shira is a sober coach amongst other things, but she's here to talk about all that. So I just want to let them know who I'm talking to. Alrighty. Go ahead. Go on with your um, what you're saying. Yeah, so my premise is you find out what works for you. Don't be uh, fearful because you're being challenged. But, you mm-hmm. know, not everybody had my mother. Not everybody had my, my growing up. And um, I was cultivated. And I was the one in the class that said, wait a minute, this doesn't make sense. You know, explain it to me until it does. Uh, We don't have that. That's a luxury nowadays. So um, we're all a part and parcel of the system. And it is a system. So I see the breakdown and I see what's working, what doesn't. And you tell me that all these people are in – in prison and jail and you know their lives are destroyed and that and their families are destroyed and they you know it's like the butterfly effect is this our option it can't be it just can't be so oh, no, yeah, and the, probation, the whole system popular. they're all sent to aa they're all sent you know if you're oh, in the God. prison complex probation is now mm-hmm. all interlinked i mean there was a guy who obama pardoned and he said no thanks because after he served like 20 something it's been like years in prison already that they come out and they are forced, even after serving their time. Who made this up? Like, who created this? Oh, let me see. The people who are making exactly. a ton of money on sober living and rehab. Exactly. Bad. It's really bad. Yeah. So what are you doing? Is it, it for like a you're profit doing- or for mm-hmm. you? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And guess what? I, I know you know this, but it's absolutely for profit. Um, and, you know, my question and that I want to leave your audience with is um, just validating their experience. Why is it that's the option? You know, like, my first question is, what's the motivation? And who's in charge? And, you know, and, oh, guess what? Now we have someone, which I will never in my lifetime refer to as my president. Um, You know, he's all about business and money. And guess what? That doesn't have anything to do with uh, uh, getting well, getting back on track. And that's Mm -hmm. what I needed. You know, there's there's right. a diagnosis where it's like, is it um, depression or is it situational? It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you're you are, you know, presented with a, a situation where you have never been um, privy to, you don't have the experience. You know, in a cooking class, I'm gonna fail. Absolutely, <laughs> but you know, it's like, don't put me, don't don't try to put me within your parameters, your definition. And expect me to thrive, and that's the whole point. You know, it's a system of a down. And I know I sound all radical, but that's what it is. You know, people need to people need to pay attention. And right. I think that the thing is, 
people don't realize how important their voices are. I'm just a mother on welfare. No, you're a mother. You're a person. You know, I'm all about person first. And what is what is wrong is, you know, is a good question and start to look at it. But unfortunately, the people that are most adversely affected don't have the time. They don't have mm-hmm. the resources, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, if you right. can't get if you if you can't get a, a medical for your kids, you're a single mom, um, you know, of course you feel down. Oh, it's my fault. I didn't make the right choices. You are conditioned to fail. And I want people to realize that. This is not just about you. You are not a, you know, you are within some parameters that somebody else, some billionaire decided, these are the parameters of the day. This is this is where the profit is, and you know what? Divide and conquer, and let them you know let them screw themselves, and that's what we do. Yeah, it's it's big. Uh, I you know I've been trying to think of a way like that you can't reach everybody, right? There's so many different problems that are that are out there with this issue with alcohol and drug overuse or abuse, and helping people in a way that's not AA. Uh, and it seems that you uh, are involved with some other advocacy, you know, organizations. What do you think are the two top areas that we need to get to to educate that there is another way? Because I'm shocked at the level you know, of people, including doctors and therapists, who don't know there's another way, okay, just for starters. So what do you, Jira, oh think are the two the areas that we should go after to educate? Okay, I have always been the one that's against the grain. It's I think it's just my my DNA. I don't know, but I think if there's if there's a group that is um, saying they they are all about what you believe in, and then you have a difference of opinion, question it. It's okay because we are all coming from different experiences. So mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people say. Um, or blast me. I'm anti-AA. I'm I'm not anti-anything. I am for what works for you. So if, you know, not everybody, you know, you and I, Monica, have very strong personalities. Um, mm-hmm. I just I just think that, um, you know, I'm opening it up to, okay, to someone that doesn't. So if you need some structure, some, you know, and that, that works for you, go ahead. Um, it, and I hope I hope it works. But go ahead, jump like off the me, roof. No, no, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, jump. Go in that room for the pedophiles and rapists. Go ahead. No, just uh, go ahead. Sorry. No, <laughs> uh, no, but it's like, you know, see see what's available. That's my that's. And if it doesn't work for you, um, you know, because we all have insight. If it doesn't feel right, it's not right. So okay. if if you have that, you know, some there's so many times in my life where I really felt 100% like this is this is good. This is this is what works for me. Um but you know, I I realize not everybody is like me. Not everybody is, you know, fuck it. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do my own thing. And I challenge people. I challenge the system. I challenge and it's not um an ideal, you know, uh prom queen kind of, you know, vote for me situation. So mm-hmm. I have the luxury of 
um, you know, support, financial, emotional, spiritual, whatever, um, that helps me um, to be able to feel this way, but also to move it forward. Um, So what I do is I feel like I can't change the party unless I'm invited. So I'm invited. I'm at the party now. And uh, guess what? People are realizing, oh, you know what? Me too. That, you know, that's not working for me. Just like with any other thing in America, you know. Oh, my God. I, I, you know, go grocery shopping. I want tea when I don't feel good. There's 80,000 mm-hmm. types of tea. Like, it's it's overwhelming how many teas there are. But the point is, like, if you demand it and enough people demand it, resources will follow. Right, because right. Because they have to. So if mm-hmm. AA is not working for you, there's a reason. And you know what? Listen to yourself. Not, it, that's my platform. Just listen. You know, if you're like an Army guy, you need to be told what to do. Go to AA. If you feel like, hey, you know, I can actually think for myself, well, you know, start doing some research. And you'll find me, you'll find you, you'll find, you know, you'll find the resources that will help validate your experience. And I think that is the one disconnect. People don't feel validated. Yeah, there's and a couple of you don't need validation trying to get your life together. Yeah. Right, right, right. Um, there's two guys who've reached out to me who are very involved in athe- uh, atheists' uh, form of AA. And one guy was saying that there's completely no reading of the book, um, there's no the steps, you know, people can or they can't, and they were talking about the difference, you know, of this this form of that's bringing up, you know, that's grown. And um, so you have really the hard side, which I, I'm usually on, you know what I mean, that any of it is no good. <laughs> I know. But, but, but as the uh, process, I think uh, the evolution of it, that it is better mm-hmm. than the old-fashioned AA, absolutely, if they don't, because I talked to one guy yesterday yeah. for a half hour on the mm-hmm. phone um, out of New York, and he was the one who had written about um, what happened in Toronto with that group who AA said they couldn't be in the thing because it wasn't religious and all that stuff. So I think that uh, you're able to probably communicate with some of the people that you know, I probably can't stand um, who are still who are big, big into I using all so. this recovery. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that's fine. And I think that's good because you do need um, sort of a person like you who's in there and able to still use their language. But you are a harm reductionist, and you're you're soft, softer peddling it. I guess you would say, you know, the way you come across. But because I was in it so long, we have very different experiences. Oh, like I was in it God, for 13 years. You don't even consider you. yourself yeah. a member, right? So you don't hate them the way I hate them. And they didn't take years of <laughs> no. your life when you're in your 20s. No. So we do, we, but you know what? There's a, there's a need for both of us. You and I can work together. Yes. And you could bridge, you know, uh, me, whatever. You know, we bridge each other. And we mm. both, I think, oh, and a 90-second thing just went up. So I had made, um. The show is, we have 90 seconds left, so uh, maybe we have you on again. I'm so glad that we we had you on. And so everybody out there, we're talking to Shira Goldberg. Uh, theaddictionshow.com is her website. She is a sober coach, and she has her own uh, YouTube channel where you've interviewed a ton of people. I love it. I love looking. I just went on, on the link there. You had Dr. Carl Hart on. I mean, just a lot of great people on there. 
I'm just so happy yeah. for what you're doing and keep up the good work. The Drug Policy Alliance. I've always wanted to have somebody from there on. I haven't done that yet. Did you interview somebody from there? Oh, they're wonderful. Yeah, of yeah. course. Bill Piper. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so great. Yeah, well, we're, we're, we will continue to work together, Monica, because you and I are onto something, and we have the balls to propel this forward. And I thank you so much for everything you've done. You've been oh, an inspiration. You, and I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. I told you. <laughs> oh, my God. You're so cute. No, we'll talk off the radio, too, but we can have you on again, you know, and, and I'll be on your show. Like you said, I would love to be on your show. But let's talk off the air and and see how we can help each other or just support each other because I think it's so important what you're doing, and I'm so happy for you that you went and you got all those degrees. Oh, and I love you so much. Such a badass mama Gemma, and I'm gonna play that when you're on my show. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, well, thank you so much, and we'll uh, see everybody next week. Thank you, Shira Goldberg, so much. Thank you so much. I loved it. Bye. Bye, bye. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you next week.